0: can we just like talk about this briefly? Cause I think it's so important. I know your audience, right? Mm. Like the science changes, things evolve. And so as coaches, we are constantly trying to stay updated on that. Right. And like back in the day, I think like the recommendation was something like 0.8 to 1.2 per kilogram. Yeah. That was like back in the day. Right. And so like, then I moved up to like per pound, right. So 0.8 to 1.2 per pound. But now, like you're saying, it really is one
1: to 1.5. Yeah. Kind of yeah.
0: We're around with. So that's where I, I usually set my girls at specifically for a build too. I yeah. mean, for the lean out, you want to keep it high as well, like, but higher than it, higher than it used to be for sure. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Find Your Strong podcast. I'm Jennifer Van barneveld Pay, president of Strong Fitness Magazine, founder of Team Strong Girls, and fitness coach turned fitness publisher. Each week, I'm going to give you a thought or an interview of how to build stronger bodies, stronger minds, and stronger relationships. Getting to where I am now has been nothing short of a journey of the ultimate highs and the deepest of lows. I've had my fair share of setbacks, near bankruptcy, an eating disorder, and multiple miscarriages. You name it, I lost my way time and time again. But through it all, I uncovered my purpose, which gave me the perseverance to find my strong and stay the course. I've spent more than 15 years coaching women and I know that fitness is a vessel to help you feel strong, confident, and empowered in your body and your life. If you're looking for inspiration and motivation, you've come to the right place. You are not going to want to miss this. Welcome back to the show, Jacqueline. Thank you. I'm super excited. So we calling you Jacqueline. I usually call Jacqueline. you Jacqueline. <laughs> you <Hey>, mom. <laughs> How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I've been puttering along over here, you know, doing yeah, my-
1: well. We basically talk like a few times a week, but for our listeners, like we've had you on the show specifically talking about um you know mental health and your struggles <laughs> with mental health but let's give a little jack update because it's been like a year yeah uh you have been on the cover of strong so you were the may june issue of strong which did yeah. fantastic and I, I was year.
0: so excited <laughs> yeah so i'm I know. I'm still like, I'm still, I'm, I'm still, uh, people are still requesting the covers, which is nice to hear. Honestly, So I'm still giving them out and stuff. It's a
1: striking cover. Like you really opened up.
0: Someone said to me, it was like the first time they had seen like the actual words, like mental health on a fitness magazine, which was really cool. Um, yeah. Which was like, like on the cover, at least I know it's been talked about in like different things. I've talked about it in some other, like, you know, in different publications, but. Um, to have it like right on the cover, I think, mm-hmm. was, like, really cool, you know.
1: Yeah, and your story was fantastic. What we'll do is we'll actually link in the show yeah. notes, um, just a subscription link, and then also the option to get your cover that we yeah. can mail directly out to That's all the listeners. Great. That'd be great. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome article, and you just talk about, you know, how specifically lifting weights has helped you through that okay. struggle, and it continues to be a form of therapy for you.
0: 100% I go. yeah I went to I think that was like the first time I went into like really like good detail so like I think yeah it was and the writer did such a good job yeah she was yeah. amazing so yeah
1: it was great I, yeah and we'll also link your last show in the show notes as well if you guys want to go and listen to us um and you also became our first team strong girls franchisee owner yay congratulations
0: sure did, sure did.
1: <laughs> no, and yeah sorry. I mean it's it's been such we've been working together for a long time but just it's been a long you, time yeah yeah and helping you Get to the point where you're a franchisee owner. You know you have a six figure coaching business, and not only that, you're leading the other franchisee coaches. Yeah, so I think
0: that's probably my favorite part too. Is like getting to do it as like the team and having that. Like I really, really, really enjoyed that. So I do enjoy that. So um, yeah, I feel like really I feel like yay, warm,
1: you're fulfilled. <laughs> you feel yeah, fulfilled. Yeah, I do.
0: Feel, I do. I really do. Like it's weird. Like there's still a lot of hustle. Don't get me wrong. There's mm-hmm. still a lot of. um you know, a lot of work to do and you know, I'm still hustling, but it's it's good. It's good. I can do it from anywhere. So
1: yay. I've <laughs> always loved your and if anybody follows you, they know that you know you're just no nonsense like towards fitness. I was thinking
0: and- about this actually. I think yeah. I actually am a lot of nonsense, but like, <laughs> you know, like funny nonsense. No BS, I guess. No BS. Okay. Exactly. Straightforward. Straightforward. That's my <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of the reasons why I asked you to join me in the first place, like over five years ago, because we share a lot of the same, uh, beliefs and values yeah. when it comes to fitness and, uh, specifically body transformations. 100%. Yeah. And you are all about building the physique, like muscle building. Cause that's what really toning is. It's muscle building, right? Like when women say, I want to just be toned. What is that Jack? <laughs>
0: So anytime someone says tight, toned, defined, more shredded, anything like that, what they mean is more muscle, more Mm -hmm. muscle. I need more muscle is what they mean. (laughs) I need more muscle. And then I need to reduce my body fat percentage. That's what they mean when they come to me and say they want to be toned, but like, you cannot look toned. I say it so many times. I feel like I'm a broken record. You cannot look toned without muscle. Mm -hmm. You cannot look toned without muscle. It's just, you can't have that appearance you can't have that aesthetic without building the muscle first. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's and it's
1: what, it's what, it's what women tend to say, right. Because building muscle can, can sound, or, you know, can sound a little scary to some women. You know, I want to do a build. Mm-hmm. They're like,
0: they, <laughs> they're thinking like, they're going to come out looking like, even I've been told they're like, I don't want to look as muscular as you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> I feel why not? Like,
0: Are we allowed to swear on the Um, show?
1: Why not? Yeah, you can.
0: (laughs) I'm just like, like, come on, like, girl, like, you're not gonna like, don't, don't do me like that. Like, I've been doing this for over a decade. Like, you're not gonna just like, do like a, you know, a four month program and like, look
1: like,
0: you know, look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. So muscle um, takes
1: time a lot of time,
0: much more time, so much more food, so much more everything. I don't know how much you want to get like, yeah, we're going to get into all this. We're right?
1: going to get into this. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah. but basically your, your MO is, is building muscle So you can be strong, you can be confident, you can be empowered and you can like walk around looking like a, an athlete, right? Yeah. We all want to like, if we're putting in the work, we want to look like we train,
0: Yes, I look like I train. That's what yeah. I want to like. That's yeah, I don't need to be like shredded year round, but I want people to like look at me and be like, oh yeah, she like she can she trains all her groceries in in one go, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I that's the body I'm looking for. That's that's the aesthetic and the, the 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 performance I'm going for. Um, but seriously, like lifestyle, you know, like that's that's what I want, and that's done with muscle.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm and building that X frame specifically. And so yeah. I have been talking about a lot about this. Cause I, I just turned 40 yesterday and it's like, I feel like that's the antidote for anti-aging is that physique of like the yeah. X frame physique. So, you know, yeah. you break down the body in you know, major muscle groups, but, um, it's about building the back shoulders, having that V taper, making your waist look smaller, building the legs, the hamstrings, the quads, the glutes, the calves. So you're achieving that X frame, when you're focusing on building that X frame, you can throw away the scale. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you weigh. Yeah. Right?
0: And not even in like, obviously for aesthetic purposes, right? Like you're mm-hmm. creating not like hourglass shape, like the X frame. Right. So, but like in terms of like performance, strengthening the back, because guess what we're doing all day long.
1: Yep. Typing, over, right. So over. like, we're
0: like sitting in our cars, we're, we're sitting all day, we're hunched over. So like, it's not just for aesthetic purposes to like strengthen the back and build that back. Like it really is going to help you overall feel better, have a better, like long-term, like longevity, not have to mm-hmm. like, you know, not be on medication, not be on, you know, I have, I, ha- I know people that are already starting to like have
1: a hunchback. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right. Like they're yeah. just from so like hunched over in these, like, you know, like they're, they're young. So, like, just strengthening that back and reversing that that kind of aging is it's it's important for that too. So, and same with the glutes, right? Like having yeah. those, having big, strong glutes, the strong, the, the biggest muscle in the body. Like having those, it's it's not. I mean, it's obviously aesthetics. Like you go, yeah, there. yeah. Like, obviously, we want to look. We want to. We want the look, but, like, but it's so much more than it's that look. So much more than the look. Yeah. So, like, it goes. They go. They go. It's just like the perfect. Like it's the perfect thing to work
1: on. And you're right. It's yeah. kind of like the anti-aging thing. So, and that's, what we're going to talk about today specifically yeah. because you're known for this. Not only are your glutes fabulous, but you, <laughs> you just talk about it in a way like it's like another muscle of the body. It's the largest muscle of the body. And yeah. they're the driver. Know, right? Exactly. And through your many years of coaching and helping thousands of women, you've seen kind of like these top five mistakes that keep coming up when women are trying to grow their glutes. Yeah. And we're gonna uncover that today in this podcast. Yeah. So what would be the first mistake that you see when okay. women come to you, they want to grow your glutes, and then you kind of like look at what they've been doing? What is that Very first thing?
0: Very. So I guess we can start with training, okay. so yeah. that's 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 the training. And I'm gonna pair that. I mean, I'm gonna put it all together with progressive overload. Okay. So yeah. not doing targeted, resistance training with progressive overload so i see a lot most people come to me and they're doing random classes a lot of cardio that is one of my other separate things that i do want to talk about but yeah 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 a lot of classes Mm -hmm. um a lot of um just not like random training that they're finding online um through an app it's not really customized for them they're kind of going into a gym and wandering around doing random stuff going into the gym and picking up the exact same weight. Like I my my girlfriend, my girlfriend Danielle jokes about this all the time. She was that girl that would walk in and grab, you know, the 10s every week for every
1: yeah, for, for every, every workout
0: every workout. And just like whip out her reps like the assigned reps, right? And it's you're not going to get the same results, right? So, progressive overload, not re- resistance training. That's the number one thing we implement is a custom resistance training program based on their current level, what equipment they have available. I obviously do recommend, you know, a gym is always going to be, you know, you're gonna get your best results from having access to an array of weights, right? Like a lot of weight, heavy weights. So yeah, we implement that and then we push those weights, right? We work on increasing the resistance Implementing progressive overload, which is literally just increasing the resistance. So, not necessarily always just weight, you can increase the resistance with other forms, you know, like Mm 10 reps, Mm -hmm. stuff like this, but more often than not, weight training. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A strategy, a strategy, a strategy. Yeah. 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 And it's funny that you mentioned most people are, you know, working out, like moving your body is we're not saying that that's a bad thing. Like that is great. If that's where you need to start, start there. But if you actually want to make a specific change to the physique, you know, build that X frame, build your glutes, you need a strategy in place.
0: A hundred percent. That's exactly it, right? Like, and I'm, you'll hear me all the time preach like daily movement, just find whatever. If you're just starting out and it's like just about getting something going, a habit of daily movement, do whatever needs to be done to get that daily movement in. But once you've gotten that and you have bigger goals, right. And loftier goals that require more attention, more detail. That's when this, you know, like you said, a strategy comes into play. So having that strategy and then, um, really pushing yourself, right. Like really pushing yourself. So that's the first thing. That's the first thing I I said, the first mistake I see.
1: Um, and higher, like, if you don't know what you're doing, like, because if you are going and taking these classes or whatever, like. You could be doing a lot of pushing movements and not even targeting that posterior chain with these classes, right? Like you're basically missing the whole. More often than
0: not, right? If you think about like a lot of the classes that are body weight based, Mm -hmm. um, there is no way to do a row really with body weight. So, you know, you can use, there's a lot of pushing, like you said, there's like a lot of squatting, even like planks. You can do a lot of stuff, but you don't get, you don't get that row. So yeah. No, that's a good one. That's like a really good point.
1: So number two, Jack, what's the second one that you always see?
0: This is my, this is my favorite one to talk about. Not eating enough.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: I mean, you, you get this. I'm sure. I mean, we've talked about it. So I know you, get it. um, I'm surprised at like how many people like don't are scared to eat. Right. Yeah. Like we talked about, like people are legitimately scared of, I'm seeing people are scared of carbs, Yeah, like really right now, like carb phobia <laughs> is, is big. Um, and I'm seeing a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm just getting, I even like messages, right. People message me on Instagram saying like, I've been training for a while and I'm not seeing right. And I'm like, they're like, well, I'm eating this program. Right. And I'm like, you know, it's like 1200, maybe yeah. 1500 calories. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, you can't, I always use this analogy. You can't build something without building blocks, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are trying to grow your gluten, I think people think it happens a lot faster than it does. So there's this like conservativeness with those building blocks to ensure they don't like overbuild, but it's often still less food than is sufficient to actually build. Build. Yeah. 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 And then along with that, there comes like, the snacking and the binging and the BLTing, mm-hmm. you know, that comes along with not eating enough, yeah. right? Okay. Like day to day. So it's finding that balance, like that amount of food where you're satiated and you are able to fuel that muscle building process.
1: Yeah. And that comes down to protein requirements as well. And, and most women are under eating protein.
0: 100%. And it's yeah. so yeah. easy to under eat protein. Like yeah. it, that's, I think that's, yeah, like great great point. Like just specifically not eating enough food, but like not eating enough protein, so easy to under eat protein. Um, you really have to make a concerted effort. If you are maintaining alone, let alone building, um, getting that protein in right. Is like every meal, you have to be thinking about it for every meal. So again, coming back to that strategy, you do have to be a little more strategized.
1: Um, if that specific goal of building is, you know, is, 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 is your number one goal. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. is your priority. Right. So building meals around protein. Um, I know that we, we both typically will calculate one to 1. 1.5 grams of protein per pound of body weight. I mean, and I've been recently reading a lot of studies that saying, saying that that is the bare minimum. So even when a lot of women coming in the door, right.
0: Yeah. Isn't it funny. Can we just like talk about this briefly? Cause yeah. I think it's so important, especially for people I know your audience, right? Mm -hmm. Like the science changes, things evolve. And so as coaches, we are constantly trying to stay updated on that. Right. And like back in the day, I think like the recommendation was something like 0.8 to 1.2 per kilogram. Yeah, it was like back in the day, right? And so, like then I moved up to like per pound, right? So 0.8 to 1.2 per pound. But now, like you're saying, it really is one to 1.5. Yeah, you know kind of yeah. we're working with. So that's where I I usually set my girls at, specifically for a build too. I yeah. mean, for know you want to keep it high as well, like but higher than it higher than it used to be for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. one hundred. Yeah. And, and, and it's just to maintain. And, and also when you get into your forties and, you know, beyond that you actually need even more muscle oh. to maintain because your body's naturally losing muscle mass. Right. right. So right. again, it comes down to a strategy, somebody that can actually strategize. If you can't do this for yourself, you need a coach to set it up for you. You need to learn from somebody.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know how many grams of protein you're eating, right. Or, and, or you don't know how to figure that out. Like that's again, that's, that's, that's when you hire someone, right? Like, cause someone can lay that out for you so quickly, right. A professional can lay that out for you really straightforward. And it's all you have to do is execute. Um, so yeah, yeah. Eat, 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 Eat. (laughs) lift. Okay. Number three, Okay. I put this in the middle. I plopped this one right in the middle because it's so controversial. Um, I like a little controversy. This is another one of those things things that have changed. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cardio too much cardio. Mm -hmm. We, I think are on the same page in terms of don't add cardio unless you're trying to Either like improve your cardiovascular system with like yeah I have, I have a you know a firefighter on our roster right like she has yeah. to have her cardio right mm-hmm. um, but for most people who are building muscle building that X frame, um, pretty much no mm-hmm. cardio other than getting outdoors for like you know a daily walk right yeah I think we're yeah. we're both on the same page yeah.
1: Um, I the metabolic work at the end, which is, which is okay. Like for, you know, that oh, yeah. five, 10 minutes at I the miss, end, little, we're talking about people who go on the treadmill for hours, like, that's their form right? of exercise so that, yeah. again. So I think yeah.
0: this is where it gets confusing is like, I'm, I'm not like, talking about like being horrified of going for a little walk. Right. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I was like I went for a walk. I really had to take my dog out. I was like, good God, take your dog. Out. <laughs> <laughs> right No, So it's the people, it's the cardio bunnies. I hate to use it, but that term that the people that you walk in and they're just, you know, it's hours on the cardio. And number one, again, I want to come back to, if you are just getting into it and doing some sort of cardio activity is all you can manage and, or all you want to do for Mm -hmm. your daily activity, you're happy there. That's cool. Amazing. Cardio activity walking is great for health. Okay. And it's been shown that it can maintain muscle, a little bit of muscle, right? Like, so it's good. Walking's great. Cardio's great for that. But if you want to build doing excess amounts of cardio, again, historically, we used to say it was catabolic, right? Yeah. It would actually eat away at your muscles.
1: At your muscle, yeah, yeah.
0: I think from my current readings, that's no longer the case. We mm. can, We can kind of agree that even going on like an hour-long walk, even if you're trying to build is not, I mean, it depends on the intensity, I think. Yeah, right? yeah. Not a whole yeah. lot of research into it, but yeah. um, my whole point, I will stick by this. I will never, ever be assigning, even for my girls in a lean out phase, like I will never be assigning a ton of cardio. Like I will yeah. never, you know, even no one will ever get more than 30 minutes of cardio from me in, in any given session. Right. Um, and no more than a couple of week, two or three weeks for real from me. And that's just, unless they like it or unless their lifestyle and or job calls for it. So cardio, I think I, I, I keep that in there as, as the, one of the biggest mistakes, because it is still so prevalent. Yeah. Yeah. And know, like, you might as a fitness professional, if you're listening to this, you might be thinking, Oh my God, like the cardio thing again. Right. Like that's such a myth, but I still bring it up because people are still, we see it on a
1: daily basis are
0: doing too much cardio and have this this thought in their head, this belief that they have to be doing cardio. right? So anyway, that's why I keep it in there just to touch on cardio.
1: (laughs) And it's also, I find it's also like a really easy way for somebody to, who has maybe no clue on how to set up a training program or lose weight if that's what their goal is. And their go-to is, okay, I'm going to get on the treadmill or I'm going to go for a run and I'm going to cut carbs. Like that's kind of like the go-to still (laughs) because it's mindless. yeah, yes. I think
0: you're so right. And like, it's like, I, it, when people ask why you're like, why are you still preaching about that? Like, because that's what people are still doing.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you, but I view like, as a, I view a walk, like just an everyday activity that everybody should just do. And that's just not a necessity. Really... it's like, yeah, it's like neat. It's like non-exercise activity, thermogenesis. Like that's what a walk is to me, even though some people don't consider that neat. I consider that because I feel like everybody should just be doing that on a regular basis. <laughs>
0: like I said, to me, it's the equivalent of brushing your teeth. Like yes. to, it's wild to me that like people would
1: not consider that, yeah.
0: Like there are yeah. days, you know, where if I'm busy or I have like back-to-back meetings, whatever it is, where I'm like not going outside you a lot, out. or back mm-hmm. and forth between the office and the kitchen or like wherever. But like it to me, it's just the way you live. Like you're, of course, you're supposed to go for a walk. Like what do you? Want yeah. It? Of course, we're going out for a <laughs> walk. <while. laughs> um. But even my parents did that, right? When with me when I was growing up. So yeah. that is like kind of like an ingrained thing for me. But.
1: Me too. I, I did that a lot with my parents and it was so funny when I met Vince, I was like, let's go for a walk. And he was like, where are we going? Like he wanted like an actual destination. And I was like, just for a walk, like, let's just go for a walk. He was like, I don't get it.
0: Like a tour. We're just going to, you know, <laughs> going. For a walk. I understand. He's
1: like, yeah, yeah. I really like this walk thing. I'm going to do this every day.
0: <laughs> Doesn't that <it> feel good? <laughs> we'll have to actually Peace go somewhere. Too. He loves evening walks. Big fan, yeah. big fan. <laughs>
1: Okay. So number four, Jack. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. So number four, um, I, it's kind of like a all in, in one, so not enough rest and recovery mm. slash I was, I wasn't sure where to put like the overtraining or junk volume that could have gone with the targeted, like, you know, having a strategy or our number one, it could have gone with our, our number one, yeah. um, uh, but like overtraining and junk volume. I wanted to talk about that generally. Yeah. What generally, is that? Both.
1: Yeah. So How like, you know, so, you're
0: overtraining. Yeah. So number one, long-term, if you've been training for a, a long time and you've been like adding more and more and like doing more classes and trying to get like, you know, and you haven't seen the progress, like yes. that's number
1: one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, change the strategy. If you've been at the, this for like a couple months and seeing zero changes and give it months, like I would say months at least for seeing like at least
1: a physical shape, change shape yeah.
0: change yeah in the glutes yeah and and for junk volume so junk volume just like the term I actually like this is like a recent term for me I don't know if you've like I know I've what I've,
1: I mean. I've heard it yeah I've heard it's it. Just,
0: it's a new yeah. like term yeah. I use and I really like it because it makes a lot of sense and what is it's, it like, okay so and I'm so guilty of it myself <laughs> um but it's like adding extra stuff in at the end like having your strategy and then like adding a bunch of stuff at the end Mm. because like you think it's just like going to get and not really adding stuff in basically just to like get more, more volume, right? Like you're mindlessly going through reps. You're not really thinking about it. They're fast reps or they're like, it's oftentimes something like booty kickbacks, like really not like Like the
1: finisher booty. booty. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: and I'm like, that's why I say I'm so guilty of them because they can feel like you're getting something out of them. But again, too much can get into overtraining Mm. and it's often kind of a waste, right? Like Mm. overall, that's what it always comes down to for me, for a lot of our clients, right? It's like efficiency. If someone has two hours to spend at the gym, cool. Like we can add some stuff, we can add some stuff in and like be concentrated and strategized about it. But if you're just like spending an extra hour at the gym and like throwing in random stuff that maybe you're not even sure it's targeting your glutes or yeah. targeting your glutes. That's where it gets into a problem, right? Like could be impacting gains. Yeah. It could be impacting mm-hmm. your, your hypertrophy, your growth. Right. So, um, especially also if you're working with a coach who has like your nutrition strategy in mind, right? So there's a lot of like, parts mm-hmm. there. I think that's, I just wanted to talk about that. In addition to that with number four, not enough rest and recovery. I think this is like such a big one because people think they're building their muscles in the gym and they are building their muscles in the gym. That's, that's where the breakdown of the muscles happen, right. Of the muscle fibers happen, but the actual building happens when you're resting and recovering and sleeping. So that's when the muscle fibers start to recover, repair, and that scar tissue is what increases the, the mass, right? So like, I think just generally, I I think so many people underestimate the sleep component. Mm. So like, and I and I don't know, for me, I don't know, a lot of people my age now are like getting their eight hours, right? I think, I don't know, for you, like pe- sleep is a priority. Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of new moms, obviously, this is an issue, but um, sleep, I think like the giver till you go, like do or die, like train every day, like that whole thing, that is
1: a problem for muscle growth. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to interrupt the show because I have to share one of my most favorite pieces of home equipment slash travel equipment. And if you love to work out as much as I do, then you're going to want to check out Max Pro Fitness. This is so awesome. If you're following me on IG, coach underscore JVB, you will see some of the videos I posted with the MaxFit Pro. It's a full cable system that folds up into a backpack and you can legit bring it anywhere or pull it out. Like it's so easily stored. And for all my fellow strong women out there, there are 50 resistance settings from five pounds all the way up to 300 pounds at the turn of a dial. And the entire system only weighs 10 pounds. I love it so much that I have partnered with them to offer you guys hundred dollars off your purchase. So I'm going to include the link in the show notes. Be sure to check it out and you're going to save $100 off the full cable system that folds up into a backpack. Oh my God, guys, you are going to love it. I hope you take me up on this opportunity because you are not going to be disappointed. Most people when they come in, like, I don't know if you get this often, but when clients, like one of their biggest problem is, you know, I'm working out so much, but Nothing's changing. Like I, yeah. I, like I don't even look like I work out. That's what they say. Like that's the, that's an issue, right? Because they're yeah. putting in so much effort, they're spending so much time, and then they're, they're not even even benefiting from it. They're feeling run down, and their their bodies aren't changing in any way. So it's yeah, it's not very all. motivating. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's usually from over. Like that's why I like paired these together, right? It's that like overtraining kind of concept without that rest and recovery because rest like, that's where that happens. And, um, again, it, it goes back to like, if just, I know he's saying this third time saying this, if you're just trying to get some movement in and that's all you want, cool. But if you are specifically trying to build your muscles, you need to schedule and strategize in rest and recovery. Yeah. And I
1: think there's three, I think there's, we can look at rest and recovery in three different ways. One, like rest time between sets. Oh, yeah. Okay. That?
0: okay. Okay. Yeah. I hadn't even. Sorry. Yeah. Okay.
1: This is. Yeah. This, and then also rest days. days, rest days, and then also sleep, like on a daily yes. basis. Free, right. Should we break it
0: down really quickly then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like rest, this is smart. I didn't even. I hadn't even. Cause so, all I was thinking about was like sleep and then rest days. Th- those mm-hmm. two were on my list. But like rest between sets, like that's. That's a whole other kind of programming technique, like strength-
1: Strategy, yeah.
0: Strategy, right? And how many people, that's so, I'm glad you're touching on this because I have so many clients that think like, oh, I'm not gonna take the full 60 second rest, right? I'm either just gonna like go right into my next set or I'm gonna do something in that rest time. In
1: between, yeah.
0: No. (laughs) Like, no. Um, So if you- just generally, if you feel you can push through that rest time, then you didn't push hard enough in that working set. Yeah. Generally speaking. Right. So, yeah. So, rest time between sets during a workout aren't just like, you know, random, like the randomly chosen. They're specifically chosen to provide your body just enough time to recover mm-hmm. to push the same amount of weight for the same amount of reps. Love that. Yeah. As your your previous set. Yeah. Right. So that's what that rest time is scheduled for. And that's how you should be treating it in your workouts. So great point. I love that you brought that up. um And then, yeah, about like rest days, obviously having rest days, not training seven days a week, you Mm -hmm. know, 165 days a year. Obviously, you need to have rest days Uh, and having like that soreness all the time, like constantly is not a good thing. Some soreness, great but like all the time, constantly. No. And then lastly, like you said, like at night, you got to sleep. Yeah. 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 Seven hours at least. So many people are just pushing through, aren't they?
1: Like mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. here people like on like three to four hours of sleep. Oh like, yeah.
1: I would, I would, I no. would be like, you would no. not want to be my friend.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I think it's so funny that I think, I think a lot of people mistake not sleeping as being super productive. And there's that I hope we're moving away from that.
1: I think yes. that's, I think we are. I think we are kind of moving away because when even okay. when Vince and I were like, we've always yeah, been part minds of like, and- masterminds right. and it was like, wake up at four. And like, I just had a baby and then, you know, and this is what we're listening to. And I'm like, I can't wake up. I can't physically wake up at four. Like I was that's- already
0: that is what they used to say though. Right. Yeah. They would say yeah. like, wake up super early and go to bed. Yeah. And I feel like they are, I guess, moving away from that to kind of
1: Make it yeah, sleep. because you're yeah. not as productive. You really aren't like, I can tell the days that I didn't have sleep and I'm just not as productive as the days that I have at least seven hours.
0: Yes. hundred yeah. percent. And just feeling like, yeah. feel- and I hate to bring all this stuff up, but if you're someone who's like struggling with fitness goals, you know, and you're like, I just like, don't know what it is, you know, or even I don't want to go like too like broadly, but struggling with something with your body, like. Go back to rest. Like think, mm. like think about like number one. Check how much you're sleeping at night, and yeah. then check how much water you're drinking. Just generally,
1: yeah. But, yeah. But like, those two uh, things, yeah. If your body's not changing, if you're holding onto water, if you're holding like, onto weight, check those two things first. Yeah, yeah. I, I love know. that. I love that pro tip.
0: Right? Because if you're not sleeping, like, those are like basics. Yeah. And yeah. if you're not laying down the foundation, anything you build on top of that is going to crumble.
1: Uh, right. And also add more stress to you, oh, right? If you're not if you're not resting enough, yeah. It's
0: gonna It's gonna. Okay, so number five. Off. Jack. Yeah, number five. Okay, number five. This is my favorite, and I left it for last. Overemphasis on knee dominant movements.
1: Mm, I yeah. love this one.
0: So that's my last one, specifically for glutes. So the last four we talked about were kind of muscle building in general, hypertrophy. This one in particular is specific to glute building. So a lot of people think I'm gonna build my glutes. Let's squat. <laughs> um, I actually no. So <laughs> yeah, like, how am I gonna say this not aggressively? But so, and I so squatting's great. I I if, if you follow me on Instagram, you know I've been working on my squat range of motion for the last like two years. Yep. Um, and I'm super proud of how much I've improved my squats. But along with that has been um a lot of quad growth. Um, and that in a think about how many people will come to you right after you know, after training for a while and say like, I've been growing my glutes or my, I've been trying to grow my glutes, but my quads are getting big. Right. That that, that
1: was my problem. That was yeah. my problem until ah. I changed the strategy. I just had these huge quads because I'm quad dominant and my glutes weren't growing at all. Yes,
0: yeah. yeah. So that, I think I would say that's one of those, It's it's one of those more advanced Things I come across, but it is one of the most—it's probably the biggest thing I see with advanced lifters, mm-hmm. um, female lifters—is that they're they're quad dominant, and the more they lift, the heavier they lift, the more their quads grow, and their glutes are getting something. So someone I someone I I know at the gym said, you know, like glute activation is—I want to talk about this really quickly—but glute activation is like silly because obviously your glutes are working in a squat. I'm like, it's- yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Like yes, of course they're working, but it's silly to say that certain muscles don't take over in a movement um depending on how you're moving, right? So if you are squatting, like if you're first of all, if you're squatting properly, your quads are involved, right? Yeah. So if you're squatting properly, your quads are going to are going to be involved in the movement, are going to be doing some of taking some of the r- resistance and pushing. So they are going to be growing. I'm not saying don't squat. I'm saying I see a lot of people over rely on knee dominant movements. So squats, lunges, step ups. Um, it's, it really
1: is mainly squatting and like yeah. variations of squats. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and your quads basically take over. Like, I noticed like my quads would take over if I didn't do the glute activation before doing yes. something like a squat or a lunge. If I do the glute activation before then my glutes fire. Yes. A hundred
0: percent. Yes. Cause, cause you're thinking about it, right. You're creating mm. that mind muscle connection. You're creating that feeling right. Of being able to actually feel the muscle engage. Whereas if you don't do that beforehand, um, and even if you're not glute dominant, but especially if you are glute dominant, you go to do that movement whatever your body, whatever the path of least resistance for your body is, is the path your body is going to take. So if your body is used to using your quads, right, that's what's going to fire when you step forward into that lunge or when you do that lunge. Doing the activation creates those pathways, those chemical pathways between our brain and our muscles that get the proper muscles, the targeted muscles, the muscles that we want to do the moving going. So that's the point of activation it doesn't need to be like that intense i think a lot of people think like muscle activation like, it's like two to three minutes of like yeah squeezing your butt. <laughs> right? yeah yeah that's it. Like, uh, yeah and yeah i think you can you can download my guide right but that's like the gist of my like we'll include your pages.
1: guide too okay. yeah
0: like the, the gist of the 29 pages is squeeze your butt like, like create those <laughs> pathways be able to feel the muscles yeah. know what muscles you're squeezing right? And be able to create that tension in the muscles. Um, But just quickly, what are non-knee dominant? So, so, so knee dominant exercises, like a squat at the bottom of a squat is the weakest position for your glutes to be in. Your glutes are at the weakest when they're lengthened in that low, low position, right? At the top of say a hip thrust, you're, glutes are more activated I think it's something like 2.5 I don't know the specifics so don't quote me on this but it's like 2.5 times stronger like there's more um like leverage in your glutes at the top of a hip thrust than at the bottom of a squat okay so you're getting more bang for your buck every hip thrust you're doing than a squat am I saying don't squat again no
1: you should definitely squat. You should have squat, some definitely. sort of variations of a squat a in squat. your program. Yeah. In,
0: in your program, almost yeah. every program,
1: some variation
0: of it. hundred yeah. percent. I'm saying again, specifically for building the glutes, having movements um, that uh, focus on the contraction of the glute okay. at the shortened shortened position. So when the hips um, are, ex- uh, are are when you're, when the hips when the muscles aren't lengthened. Okay.
1: The muscles are like a hip hinge. Hinging. Mm -hmm.
0: Hinge movement. A thrust. Even a deadlift. Again, a deadlift. You're you're strongest at the top, but there's not a lot of resistance at the top of the deadlift, right? Mm -hmm. The glutes aren't holding a lot of resistance. So, my opinion, a deadlift is secondary to a hip thrust for glute development. That would be my order. So,
1: if somebody is trying to really focus on glute development and and let me just preface this a little bit. I don't think anybody should just come in and say, I want to build my glutes. I think it has to be a, str- a strategy in place. Like you got to get to a point where you could kind of overload the glutes if that's your goal. Like, like we, we when we work with clients, we move them through a progression program, right? So we are working on all like that. X oh yeah, all body yes. parts. And then sometimes we can get into, like if a person stays on long enough with us, right? Like if they're, they have other goals, then we can get into really a strategy about, you know, yeah. building like your shoulders more, building your glutes more. And then we, and then you're in a position where your body can take on the overload. So if somebody's in that position, Jack, okay. So somebody like has a well-rounded physique, but really wants to concentrate on building the glutes more. What would that strategy be? Would you be doing like hip thrust a couple times a week? What would you typically give somebody to, like, a specific glute building program?
0: Yeah. So I've seen. So I I have a couple different variations, and I think it, like, kind of, because obviously it takes time. I've had girls like working on building their glutes for two years, right? So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but I would definitely include variation. So generally, three lower body days, three glute specific, like three, two specific glute specific days, and then probably one lower body day right? If they were again, an advanced athlete, this is a very specific person. I, you know, I hate like,
1: you know, yeah, Yeah. it's a, it's kind of a general question, but let's say the person has done all the work and and they're strong everywhere. Yeah.
0: At least minimally two glute days, glute specific days with like the three major glute, like the three big glute lifts. And in my opinion, not those three, three each day, but two of them at least throughout the three like each each of the three days i would okay. say so hip okay. thrust um hip thrust deadlift and a squat variation so a squat variation that could for me a lot of the times like a reverse lunge would be a more glute dominant squat variation right like like single leg squat variation so <laughs> i would put something like that in but those basically i would have those at least like the, the three times, three times a week, every day. You're overloading.
1: You're basically giving yeah. volume to that area. You yeah. want to overload them and then, but you're not overloading the entire body. And that's also important to realize if you're going to be really focusing on the glutes, you're, you are just maintaining. It might just be like group.
0: one of up, one upper body day, right? Yeah. Like one, yeah. and it would be like full upper body. So yeah. it, yeah, you're super, you're so right. And then again, like, I'm not saying you're going to, I don't, I don't want anyone to go away from this and be like, I'm going to squat deadlift and hip thrust three days a week. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Like, definitely not. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, um, I, I, I am like at least those those three kind of spread out strategically and, or this is what I was going to say. Like, so some days I'll have like a hip thrust day, right. For some of my advanced girls, they know I'll do like a, uh, like a hip thrust day or a deadlift day, like a hinge day and like a squat day. Right. And
1: mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. and then
0: it'll be like maybe two variations of a hip thrust on that day. Right. With yeah. paired other, you know, ancillary movements and stuff like this, but that does that, I feel like, yeah, that- no,
1: that's yeah. That, okay.
0: That's,
1: yeah. Like three days a week to build, um and you're using those three foundational movements to yeah. primarily build the program around and I'm guessing you do a lot of the, the adductor stuff as well. A lot, yeah. yeah. I was
0: just learning I was just learning about this like last week actually. Um this is another thing that's changed a little bit, right? Like we've always said adductors go straight like out to the side, right? Like that that frontal yeah. plane right? like out to yep. the side. And I'm like and so but there actually it's it should be more of an angle
1: backward. Angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've all or different said, angles like side angle back. Yeah,
0: people, it mm-hmm. might feel di- like you might be targeting like slight, slightly different. So even with my girls, I've been telling them to try different different angles with their kickbacks, right? Even with their warm ups, and then also um, like abduction. I've been telling them to like play around with the the lean and feel yeah. kind of like where they're where they feel the glute the glute mead, right. What we mm-hmm. want to target where they feel that more. So, um, yeah, I've, I, I just wanted to point.
1: That
0: yeah. Out, but yeah, yeah no, the, yes. the, those are, are awesome. Sorry. I guess like I should have, I should clarify you. The reason you're bringing that up is because obviously there are various planes movement that we need to work in to target all three of the glute muscles. Right. Yes. yes. Yeah. So the other movements that I just talked about were Um, to target the glute max primarily, right? Which is the largest one, the one that gives us that bubble. Um, But if we want to build that top shelf, right, that's a lot of abduction. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's so much argument around this, like you wearing bands, right? Wearing bands during squats, deadlifts, hip thrusts, all this stuff, hip thrusts and squats in particular. Um, I am a proponent of Using bands because at the bottom of a squat, especially for squats, because at the bottom of the squat, the glutes are the weakest and the least engaged. They don't, they don't aren't in, at that active in the furthest stretched out position, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but at the
1: bottom, the add like these, this y- your your glute meat. The top, top shelf. Back, yeah. Yeah. They shelf. can be activated still by wearing the band at the bottom. Right. Yeah.
0: So it's it's, I can't remember the term. Maybe you remember, I can't remember the term, but anyway, it's, it's basically like, um, I can't, I think double torquing, is that it? Like d- tor- double torque. Anyway, it's where you're, you're, you're basically hitting two different, two different areas. Um, because of
1: the band, basically. because of the band. yeah, yes.
0: yes. So, um, yeah. And that's, that the reason we got on the band is because that's that motion, right? So yeah. yes, you can do side kicks and kickbacks and adductors and all that stuff. And that is often like those little ancillary movements in my programming. Um, but adding that band again, not across the board when your coach has
1: strategically we added, <laughs> added it in. in yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> add, add the band. Yeah. For that and hip thrust, it does help. So
1: those nice. are awesome. And I know that you have like your glute guide. Yes. That is like a freebie download. Yeah, yes. let's talk about that. I know you mentioned it really quickly, but we're going to include it in the show okay, notes cool. below. So anybody that wants it,
0: can yeah, access it's, it. It's like kind of an excessive document. There's a lot of information in there, um, but it's basically everything you need to know about glutes, right? Like how they Mm -hmm. operate, how they work, what they are, how they're made up, um, what planes. So there's a lot of information in there, but at the end of it, I also give you kind of my breakdown of, um, what, like what to do, um, uh, like how to activate your
1: glutes. How to activate. Yeah.
0: Right. So it's, it's all like, that's kind of what this, this guide is about is, I mean, there's a lot of information just about the glutes in general, which can be, you know, implemented throughout your training. But, um, the activation at the end is a sequence that I kind of implement with most of my clients, um, just to kind of get their muscles firing. And it's, and like I said, at the beginning, it's like two to three minutes. It seems like a lot when you get going and you're reading through it and stuff, it's like two to three minutes before you start your lower body workout to get your glutes to do more of the work so that you can get them. to grow.
1: Yes. And this has been a game changer for me because I didn't have that muscle mind connection with my glutes because I was always quad dominant. Like we were talking about, but as soon as I started to do those little movements at the beginning of a work, just at the beginning, I could start like, even now when I walk up the stairs, I'm like, I'm my yes. mind is going towards oh, my glutes. I love that. I love yeah. that. You're like pressing out of your heels and you're like, glutes, I'm pressing.
0: Glutes, yeah. Glutes, glutes. Yeah. Like sometimes I can like change between like quad, yeah. quad, pressing it. Yeah. <laughs> pressing press it. Press it. So we did like these stairs in Positano when we were in Italy. There were 700 steps from. Oh my our- gosh. Yeah. And like I was in like, I didn't know. Anyway, I was switching between like glutes, pressing it. Glutes, yeah.
1: Your mind to muscle. That's, right? muscle. That's so cool. Yeah. It's right amazing that we can actually be able to do that. Like when we're so, when we're body aware, Mm
0: -hmm. where our bot, like where our mind goes into our body, right? Like we totally have that control, which I think is like super cool to like really start working on. If you've been training for a while and you have, like, you haven't really been seeing that, um, you know, that progress that you want to see, or as much as you think you should like start thinking about, can you flex the muscles without anything, without moving mm. anything? Can you sit there and feel the muscle flex? That's like a really good exercise that I love to do. With
1: I'm doing it to my butt right now. I'm <laughs> flexing each cheek.
0: I even tell people, I love to tell people this. I just want to end off with this. Okay. You ever notice as a woman, when you're driving, your knees fall in together. Yeah. Spread them open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> spread them open. I love that. <laughs> spread them open. All right. Like, cause seriously, I feel like we ever women like sit with their their knees together and together
1: all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. it's
0: not great for glute activation, right? So
1: and we talked open. a lot about like building the muscle and aesthetics, but glutes are also, I just want to end off with this because like I've had, I have a family that has zero, like my, my mom's side of the family, they have zero glutes. Like it's literally just like from their hip down to their heels and they have knee issues and they have back problems, like severe. And they go to the chiropractor and they think that like, that's just like, they're, they're, they're going to the chiropractor to basically be able to walk still, but it would all be solved by my glutes
0: so many people come to me after seeing a Cairo or a physio and say they told me I need to strengthen my glutes <laughs> yeah. yeah and I'm like yeah like because it's it's so common it's yeah so, so, so and women common.
1: after having babies like they're oh yeah just they're, from- they're
0: tucked under yeah. right like you're carrying your yeah. kid around on the hip and the hip is tucked under to keep yep you know it's it's yeah it's um it's in the hips like you said they're the biggest muscle in the body like they they're they're the they're the driver of your body. They're the hub of your body. like the stronger they are, the stronger you are, like yes, overall. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah and it, and it, and it like just keeping your glutes strong is also like an antidote to anti aging oh, okay. you know, like I feel like most people lose most of their their um, muscle in the glutes, like especially men as they're as they're aging, so we need to like counteract by. Keeping those glutes strong, Um, and that's how you're just gonna your posture is gonna be better. You're gonna feel better, you the know. Posture, like, I think,
0: yeah. is huge, right? And I think, like, by virtue of doing glute training, like a lot of people think, like, oh. If like, and you're right. Like you need to focus on other things, but by virtue of building the glutes and working on building the glutes, you mm-hmm. are going to strengthen other things, right? Yeah. Like you're going to be stronger overall. Your posture is going to be so much better, less low back pain, less risk of injury. Um, like <laughs> what need I say it more? goes
1: on and on. Yeah. Yeah. We could talk about this for like days. I feel like
0: <laughs> I really could. And it's, it's something like, I Again, like, I feel like a broken record that I'm still saying this, like we've been in here, you know, in the industry for like, Ten plus years, I'm like, you gotta build muscle. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. people yeah. still, yeah, people still need to know, build muscle,
1: go for it. Thank you so much for this this chat. I loved it. I think all of our listeners are gonna absolutely love it, especially the the Team Strong Girls community. They're gonna, I can just feel it. They'll they'll share it all over. Uh, but where can everybody find you? Uh, connect with you.
0: Yeah. Um, so Instagram is my mm-hmm. kind of my favorite little place to be on the internet. Yeah. Um, so it's at Jackie O J A Q I O H. Um, and you can also join our Facebook group, which is team strong girls insiders page. You can all find that on my Instagram though. So if you find me on Instagram, you will find, you'll trickle your way through to the rest of our, um, awesome resources. Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. And I've asked you this question before, but it probably has changed. And besides your glooms, what does the word strong mean to you?
0: Changes every time, like as yeah. you go through life, right? Um, I, I remember your I first answer. <laughs> I think I have So I don't even remember my first answer. Do I, do. I do. You do? Um, it was about your mom. Well, okay, it's 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 resiliency. Mm-hmm. I think was that kind of what it was like before. I so,
1: because
0: yeah, resilience. Yeah. Like not to me, like so, someone who's strong. Like so, I think like it's not just about like, but I think it like it's such a beautiful match of mm-hmm. fitness training because you are res- like if you can achieve you know like your goals in fitness, then you obviously are resilient. But resiliency goes so much further than that, right? It goes into your life and like you can build that resiliency for motherhood for your career for building your business for following your dreams like you can use that resiliency that you've built through your fitness um and that 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 to me is what being strong is like it's just
1: resiliency not giving up not giving up yeah well thank you so much jack i love having you on i'm gonna have you back because we just have such a great yeah i can't wait
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's easy, right? Easy combos. It is. It is. is. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jenny. I appreciate you having me
1: on. And that's a wrap on another episode. Guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I just love being able to share these strong stories and thoughts with you. And I hope you were able to take away a piece of inspiration from today. If there's one favor I could ask, please keep sharing post a screenshot, share a direct link with a friend, or post a review and help spread the word so more people can tune in and find their strong. And if you ever wanted to subscribe to our Strong Fitness Magazine and get the physical copy mailed to your doorstep for more inspiration and motivation, I will include the link in the show notes and please feel free to use my Strong Girl 3 discount code to save. Guys, I cannot wait for the next show. I'm Jennifer Van Barneville. Pay, take care, and stay strong.